Hello, hello. You're listening to another episode of Inside the Tech Ecosystem, a podcast where we bring you fun and insightful topics on tech and the tech ecosystem in Nigeria. I'm your host, Chuka, and I'm joined by my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, guys. How's it going? I said this, uh, people said they don't want to be referred to as guys anymore. Guys, it's not, it's not gender neutral enough. So what should so we use? Let's, let's try and incorporate that into the podcast. Say, hey, people. Hey, everyone. You know. Okay. People, people are very particular about gender these days and things that are not gender neutral. So let's respect people's wishes. So let's, let's, let's try this again. I'm joined by my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, people. <laughs> <laughs> you sound fake, bro. <laughs> how, you, how, you, how you been, man? How you been? I've been okay. I've been um, adjusting to the new lifestyle, I guess. Um, Not really, actually. Like yeah. I, I believe that this, this has always been me. I just wasn't in, in the right environment before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I've always felt like that too growing up, you know. That was not I'm not I've not been in the right environment, you know. Because I know that in Lagos, I'm not a like I'm not a typical um Lagos person. I stay indoors mm. most times. I only go out when I want mm-hmm. to play basketball. If I'm mm-hmm. going out to see someone, it's probably going to be um like it's just me and one person it's not going to be me and a group Mm. of people i hardly like Mm. do group outings and stuff like that so yeah i feel you oh you were not really even a legal person until like 2019 or so yeah i think if you spend anyway i think if you spend at least once you spend like three months in lagos i think you automatically become a legal person like Lagos gets into you so fast. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really weird, like venom and something. Like, like Lagos. if you, if for instance, I, I'm coming from a lorry, you can be in lorry and not like lorry will not enter you because like mm-hmm. there's no forcing function. But in Lagos, as long as you step out, you enter bus, mm. even enter Uber self. Like Lagos will mm. enter you. Like <laughs> Some, it's somehow, somehow. You. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. Or trying to leave Lagos anyways, you know. And it's like, I feel like Lagos should be like a training ground. Just train for like two years and <laughs> move to a different city. Because, <laughs> ah. Oh, man. People that raise kids there, man, they are trying, you know. Yeah. Actually, that's actually a perfect intro for what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Our episode today is titled... Uh, work-life balance. So basically, we're trying to, you know, get um, discuss our perspectives about work-life balance and what it means to us. Actually, we actually want to know if it even exists in the first place. So. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a mystery. We've tried um, a couple of things to try and fulfill work-life balance. And uh, we we come from a place where, you know, we we, we preach a lot of work and less of life, in a way. So, <laughs> damn. Yeah, I mean, um, no shade to anybody, you know. That that does the opposite. <laughs> yeah. But um, we're trying to. We just want to have a quick episode and discuss um this work life balance of a thing. So I'm going to start with an opening question, which is. Is work-life balance a possibility? Do you think it exists? So I think it's it does exist, yes. But even when it does exist, like even those that are currently living in it might not even know if they have it or not. Like it's such a dodgy thing that you can't really confidently say you have it all the time. Because when for instance, they decide, for instance, let's say you have like a very long holiday. Uh, you, mm. you realize, wait, what do I have to do outside work? You know? So mm. even if you actually have work-life balance, you know, work-life balance is not that you finish work on time. It's that your mm. the life part of your balance, you know, is filled with activities, you know? So when mm. you now finish work and you realize that uh, the only thing you do after work is sleep, 
then you cannot really define whether <laughs> you have it or not. So it exists, but I guess it's a subjective thing where it's only mm. like the person experiencing it that can really know whether it's um whether it's existing or not. Because you can work in the same company as somebody and they will say they have work-life balance. Then why shouldn't okay. you have if you're living work at the same time? You know? So it's kind of like uh, okay. subjective in a way. Okay. So basically, work-life balance to you is not like, okay, you have you have enough time to do life stuff. Is that you actually have life stuff that exactly. you're doing yes. outside of work. Exactly. Okay. So, so that makes it subjective. Hmm. I actually never thought of it that way. It is weird. I think it's hmm. something that that I've gotten to realize with um, working with people that have kids. The people that have kids mm. obviously have life. So once work is over, they have something to do because having kids is like a lot of work, right? So those people now, if you ask them, do they have work-life balance? They will say yes if they finish work on time because they definitely have mm. life <laughs> that they are attended to. <laughs> Man, have you, have you, what would you say about, okay, so let's say, Youths or young people do not have that much life outside of work, right? Well, that's that's by the way. But like you know, um, organizations where when you finish, when five p.m. they say your your work is nine to five, <laughs> and then it's five p.m. and you're getting ready to go, and then they start looking at you like, oh, what's, oh, wow, you're not even you're not even dedicated, you know, like, like basically okay. Say for engineers, like there's this debate almost all the time about um writing code outside of work or um coding on the weekends and stuff like that so um it's for someone who enjoys coding right and say say he's doing or he or she is doing something like probably coding that's not actually work stuff right would you describe that as work-life balance like they, are, they enjoy it so much that it's actually part of what they do outside of work. It's like it's like their own life balance mm-hmm. to, the, so, to the equation. So that's a bit tricky because, you know, um, I think it's like a recent thing where hobbies can be professional things at the same time. Uh, and I, uh. I think in the past, you either have a hobby or you have a profession. So I think mm-hmm. now... Um, more like in the times of um, computing, the computing age where, you know, your hobby is actually something that you can turn to profit. So I think now it's harder to, to really, you know, define if somebody has work-life balance when their hobby is also something that they can yeah. do at work. So Yeah, exactly. I was listening to a podcast and they were discussing how in the past, um, professionals were the professionals. But like now, today... You have more amateur people doing better work than the professionals. For instance, YouTubers, they are supposed to be hobbyists. Mm-hmm. They are people that just mm-hmm. like create content for fun. But you see that their mm-hmm. their content and their video quality sometimes it's crazy. beats it's crazy. professionals. You know. Like you see the filming, you're like Do you get so what's the budget <laughs> for this? <laughs> so like the future is for those that actually um, have these things as hobbies. That's why, you know, the tech giant of today started off as hobbies, you know. So, mm. I would say someone who codes or someone who does, who still does their work outside work hours as a hobby, I think you have to let them have it as the fact that they're actually, like, enjoying their, um, they're doing their hobby, basically. Because when mm. I first started mm writing code at least when i first started um my full-time job right coding was one of Mm. my you know hobbies and i was coding during the weekends even if i was coding for work you know because i was doing both for work freelancing everything just be typing on the computer so i didn't have weekends Mm. so i won't necessarily say i didn't have a life balance because i chose to do those things during the weekend but at the same time, I mm. I definitely didn't have because I had a lot more work than allocated for my nine to five, you know. So it was always mm-hmm. spilling over. So, but like the time it wasn't spilling over, I still decided to write code for freelancing yeah. or for 
my personal project or just for fun, you know. So it's difficult, yeah. It's difficult to decide. Basically, you're an engineer at heart and, you know, nobody can do anything about that. So keep um, keep engineering. <laughs> anyway, so check this out, yeah. So uh, most of the time when people equate two things together, say, oh, you want to be this and you want to be that, or you want to do this and you want to do that, um, one way or the other, something, something may have to suffer for it, like, you probably cannot be great at both, like at the same level. So, what would you say um, a balanced work life really looks like? Do you think um, work would suffer more than life, or life would suffer more than work? Because I, me, I want to believe that you know you could you can reach a balanced scale, right? But uh, say you are competing. Okay, I don't want to use the word competing, but say you work with someone who does nothing outside of work other than work he works out he or she works outside of work so they work 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 right and then you you have kids and you have to go back to kids when you <laughs> wait did i just quote rihanna i'm sorry uh, i'm sorry <laughs> i was going to call the joke i was like that would be so lame. <laughs> oh my bad my bad so i say say you you're in the same firm with that person or you you get uh into the firm, the firm with that person at the same time or the organization and then you, you have kids or you have something to do outside of work. And then this person just works, 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 right? <laughs> and say, <laughs> man, Rihanna is going to, man, I need to add copyrights to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> last time I'm going to say work, work, work. Okay. Uh, so uh, say you people are both looking forward to a promotion. Do you think that person gets it over you? You know, because... Basically, uh, and if the person does get it over you, would you say, hmm, my work is suffering more because I'm trying to dedicate more time to my, you know? Uh, I think when you first started asking the question, I was, I had so many ideas. And then as it continued, they started like escaping my, escaping from my mind. So I, 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 I listened to a guy called Lex Friedman. He has a very powerful podcast. His, po- his podcast episodes are mm. like three hours each. But, like, he discusses stuff, mm. like, so deeply with his guests. So there was a, a particular episode where he was just talking about how people are always talking about work-life balance and everything. That did we forget the fact that, like, we're here to, like, to be passionate, right? He was of the opinion that when people overstate the idea of work-life balance, then they miss the point of work or the point of, like, achieving something. If I want to, so this uh, this is me quoting him. He says, if I have a passion and I pursue it with all my might, with all my strength, that is a beautiful thing, regardless of how it affects me, right? It's almost the same way that um somebody who is also pursuing that, oh, I want to have a work-life balance, in quotes, you know, they are both right because the person who is pursuing something wants to achieve something bigger than him, Right? And then the person who is also chasing work-life balance is also trying to achieve something, maybe happiness or something, right? So happiness for someone could be spending 16 hours of their day trying to create a robot. Mm. Or Mm. happiness for someone else is spending six hours on their work and then remaining 12 hours or more on maybe painting or doing something that is not work-related. So I think I agree with him. Because oftentimes, like, once a particular idea becomes popular, everybody tends to fall behind it to be like, oh, work-life balance Mm. is good. But what does Mm. it really mean um, to have work-life balance? Because it's actually a construct when you think about it. Because, I mean, when Mm. they were farming, when it was time of of farming, when people were going to farm every day, was there anything called work-life balance, really? Because if you don't farm, (laughs) you're not going to chop now. (laughs) So we have the luxury of, you know, Mm spending a particular period of our um, day at a place where we get paid for and then we have, you know, the rest of the day to ourselves. So this is the modern construct of work-life balance. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you want to go by that standard, then yes, you know, you should find work-life balance whatever way you describe it. But like, 
you shouldn't just like go with the flow of, oh, everybody says work-life balance, so you demand it everywhere. Because there are some people who have work-life balance, but, you know, they're not really feeling fulfilled because they don't feel like they're putting enough, you know, effort into their work. Because whether I like it or not, if you don't feel fulfilled at work, it's going to affect some part of your life. Yeah. But I've I've gone days where I didn't do work and I couldn't even play a game. I could not do anything outside. Like, I could not do the life part. I couldn't summon myself (laughs) to go and play or do something fun because I felt so terrible that I didn't achieve anything during the day. So I believe there's always that balance and and paradox in quotes. Mm. I know I just I think everything I, I, I think said just rambling but <laughs> no but I, I think I think I agree because I, one thing I I I've, I call myself a happiness advocate like that's one thing I I, I love but I've to never do. heard like, you say that I, well, okay <laughs> from now on from now on I'd like to be known as a happiness advocate <laughs> so I whenever someone comes to me for say advice or like they just you know asking for my opinion or something i'd always like to end it with if this thing is going to make you happy right i think you should actually and i know you're going to counter what i'm going to say but i i try to give my own candid opinion i try to give my own candid advice but like um i i'm always i always think see we we have actually been put on this earth for god knows how long right we we do not we do not know how long we have and all of that. So um sometimes we we uh we we are we are you know caught between decisions, right? And I I'm just in my head, I'm just like, see, nobody knows how long they have here. And like life is too short to do stuff that does not excite you. Exactly. Right? As as long as it doesn't harm you, right? I think you should you should definitely go for it or it doesn't harm people that you love or it's 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 not it's not collectively bad in the grand scheme of things right so if, if work is basically um making you make giving you that joy do it if if you know other things outside of work right I, i've come across a lot of um tweets and stuff about people say look I'm just here to make my money and, you know, <laughs> bounce, right? So, like, once once work is over, work is over, you would never hear from them again till the next time you have to call for work, right? But some people are not like that. You can call them 1 a.m. and, you know, they're up and doing because it's something they're actually passionate about, right? You know, working on that thing 24 hours every moment of the day. What's, what if you're passionate them, so about yeah. making money? <laughs> Eh, it's the same thing now. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So you only do things that that help you make money. And let's talk about let's talk about the tech ecosystem right now in Nigeria, right? So uh what is work actually like in the tech ecosystem? We we have a lot of startups, right? So we're going to talk about you know the startups, then let's also discuss um um international companies coming to integrate in Nigeria. What do you think work is like? For the for those ones as well, and then let's talk about maybe big tech companies, the one that they have become unicorns and stuff. Do you think do you think it's different everywhere? Do you think when you become a unicorn or when you blow up like this, you kind of relax and say, okay, we're going on vacation. In fact, nobody comes to work every Friday now. Friday is a public <laughs> holiday for life. So let's let's talk about what work is like in the Nigerian tech ecosystem. Mm. I think um, I, I think I, I'm really excited about what's happening so far in the ecosystem because we're we're growing and some of the signs of growth is when there's like discussions around like when people are when there's fights right when there's Mm. um when there's conflict because it shows that there's there's something important going on you know for the Mm. fact that people take for instance an allegation seriously means that like we are important enough for us to have Mm. such discussions so I think the ecosystem is beginning to, um, like the growing pains of uh, of like adolescents. For instance, when you start mm. growing new teeth, you start feeling some pains. You know, so I believe that Nigeria mm. right now is in that state where you know we've we've passed through the the baby stage where everybody's like, oh, you have a startup, oh, that's nice. But like now, like there's startups <laughs> everywhere. Even raising mm. money is not my. It's not more something that they shout about. Like it's more like, oh, this guy's raised money. Before when you cool, raise cool. money, 
it's like oh more those guys raise money you know so oh, like one week as a for two hours <laughs> <laughs> so like i like where we're going because it shows that we're normalizing things like funding we're normalizing mm. um perks for instance there was a time that having a macbook as a perk was a thing was a, it's still a, it's still it's still a, a thing, thing but like People are now beginning to say, why is it a perk when it is a work tool? Yeah. You know I mean? So like we're beginning yeah. to have People more... are actually questioning it now. Exactly. So we're having more yeah. of these kind of discussions. So I believe that um, in the past, right, we were in a different place in terms of work-life balance. Yeah. Mm. And, I, and I believe that um, every startup has that stage, depending on who the founder is. A founder like um, um, this guy, the guy that founded Conga, I can't believe I forgot his name. Oh, we can always look it up. Uh, yeah, do that for me, please. Conga <laughs> founder. Uh, who's that? What's his? What? Simshagaya. Yes, yes, Simshagaya. Simshagaya so, founder Conga. <laughs> wait, it's not. Are you serious? <laughs> oh <laughs> my goodness! To, I forget. Oh wow! So Simshagaya. Uh, now. Forgive my ignorance, <laughs> everybody. Simshagaya as a founder of um you you lesson right you lesson is not going mm. to be that whole is not going to pass through some stages that an a first time founder will pass through because he's already experienced mm. he already has everything that he needs he will just like get mm. a, a team together get funding and everything but like someone who is starting mm. a company for the first time for instance will likely go through a lot of stress he will not know what to do he might not know what to do in terms of like how to manage staff and stuff like that hiring so every company has like different challenges that they will face depending on who the founder mm. is so if the founder is mm. someone who is experienced in terms of like experienced, uh, is if the person is an experienced founder, then mm. you're more likely to get a better work-life balance in quotes, even if it's a small startup. But mm. a first-time founder or an inexperienced founder is going to um, likely have more issues with work-life balance because the person will likely think, ah, why are you not passionate like me? You know, you should be working mm. your ass off, you know. But like, mm. an experienced founder knows that even if you work your ass off for two years, there'll always be work and you cannot really get the best out of people if they're always, you know, feeling like they're not doing enough, they're not doing their best, mm. you know. So, in that sense, I believe that Nigeria is getting to have more experienced founders. So, even if they mm. are new, new, first-time founders, they have enough founders to reach, look up to and reach out to, you know. So that's a good thing. That's a plus for us. But like, you can't take away mm. the fact that first time founder, small startup of like maybe five, seven people, no work-life balance. I'm sorry. Go, like, it's not you possible. Go, you go and die. <laughs> like, it's not like, I, I'm not, I can't think of any scenario where it's possible unless you are mm. planning to be a small startup for life. Like, let's say you are looking at maybe 1,000 customers. Yeah, yeah, okay with not growing. As long as you're a startup mm. that wants to grow, there's no way mm. your initial team will not have like sleepless nights. Like it's not possible. E, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a very interesting question. Do you think? Do you think we complain too much as a as a generation these days? Like, right? Like, you remember you mentioned, uh, you know, going to going to the farm. If you know farm, you know we chop. So yeah. I mean, basically, you have to. So um. I remember the whole horrible horrible bosses thing on uh on Twitter, like I think last month or early this month, I'm not sure. Mm. Maybe last month, maybe last month. So you know it was it was a lot and um people were beginning to uh you know call out different companies and many bosses and all of that and at some point, I think it became a thing where, um, I, I I think my even my brother even told me this about how you know Nigerians don't really want to work or something like that, right? <laughs> it, it was it was a whole thing where okay, it wasn't a matter of horrible bosses again. It's now felt like ah, it's like Yusuf, any small thing you're like. <laughs> oh, which kind of <laughs> which I think kind I, of I think, I, I, think I can speak to that. Yeah, so I like to ask, like, okay, do you, do you think we are 
more of a lazy generation? Like, how many hours, how, how much energy do you think mm. one should put into work right now? I know we've talked about it being subjective and, yeah. you know, what's what brings your happiness, but, like, what's your own take on that? Mm. Um, my take is, I'm thinking of how I'm going to, like, construct it because I'm thinking of, like, different angles and um, perspectives. One thing I know is mm. most of us are... Um, forget context so we oh, okay. we read new we, when we read tech news is mostly western um tech right we look at the u.s we read tech crunch and most of our information is gotten from foreign stuff we don't look objectively mm. at the economy of nigeria and the audience the market of nigeria right so when we are mm. um complaining we're likely we're most likely um comparing what we have without mm. comparing the economy of the u.s or the market, okay. the audience of, sorry, what am I saying audience? The markets, let's say, the Size? demography, demography of the US okay. in terms of like smartphone okay. adoption, internet penetration and stuff like that. So we always think of it like, ah, if they have it, why can't we have it? You know, so things like, let's say, um, high salaries, right? We want to compare ourselves to a, a country that has over 300 million people and most of them are using smartphones. Like they are way ahead of us in terms of like um harnessing value from their from their customers. So here we have a smaller economy. We have like a very small adoption rate, right? So it means uh. most startups in Nigeria are not making that much money. So that's why yeah. we have to rely a lot on um external funding. So if a company doesn't yeah. have funding, automatically they cannot produce like they can't just out of thin air, make some things up, you know. So when somebody mm, complains, mm. oh, they are paying me less or they are paying me small money, it's because like they yeah. sometimes they can't. That's really, what they have. Exactly, because if they pay mm, you a I lot, you. they will run down, and you you simply move on. <laughs> you get. <laughs> so that's in terms of perspectives. Mm. Then in terms of being yeah. a lazy generation, there's actually facts. Like the fact is, every generation always think the next generation is less. Look at us. We're already complaining mm. about... Remember, remember, when, <laughs> remember when we're in class, when we're in school, secondary school, we'd be mm. like, this is the worst set I've ever you taught. Get... <laughs> all our teachers, and then the next set will come and be like, all our teachers this always is the worst said set. <laughs> all our teachers said it. Yeah. Our parents say it every day. Yeah. Um, us, we're already mm-hmm. saying it about the next generation who already have iPhones when they are two years old or whatever. Work on TikTok, follow <laughs> <by> Instagram. <laughs> so that one is a normal thing, right? Because we we are the ones that create it. We worked hard mm. to make life easier, and then we. Why would mm. you expect someone to work as hard as we did when you've already like done the hard work? Do you get? Mm. So in terms of being mm. lazy, I think we're a generation that has um that didn't really face so much hardship. So we cannot really understand the value of some things. Like our parents understand mm. the value of, of election. They understand the value of security. They understand the value of certificates or SATI mm. <laughs> <laughs> or, or having university education. Because for them, yeah. having university education was an advantage to be able to make it or get a job. But because things have mm. changed, obviously they're still living mm. in that world, so we can't really blame them. So for us now, us, we see um, some things that the younger generation is already doing now. We're already also complaining. So that was a normal thing. People will complain. Yeah. I don't think we're lazy. Yeah. That's one uh-huh. thing. Because if we are lazy, we won't be getting so much outputs. Like, we're actually yeah, really we're, producing. We're, we're, we're producing we're. because the number of people that we're exporting, our talent exportation is, is good. And it's uh-huh. actually to our detriment in a way. But, I mean, that fact... That we have so many people that we're oh, please, exporting. Please shed more light on that, please. Why is it to our detriment? It's to please? the detriment of the ecosystem now. Like our talent retention is reducing. So it means oh. good talent is leaving. Then we're installing uh-huh. intense <laughs> and and people ah, that... <laughs> ah. <laughs> so it's like we're it's like we're recycling, we're restarting the process again. So instead of us to have like staff engineers, senior, senior engineers in the ecosystem. We are now starting again. Oh, okay, the senior engineers have gone. Oh, yeah, let's start. Let's start building the engineers <sighs> to become intermediate, and then you know. So that whole process, I think it's it's slowing our progress. Definitely slowing it. Do you think? Do you, do you think it's selfish? No, 
And this is another reason why I think it's happening. So, you know, if you call somebody a staff engineer, right, they're likely handling things mm. that are mad. Like a staff engineer mm. in Google, right, is writing code for billions of people. Nigerian market okay. now doesn't have that. So even if you say you want to stay and, you know, be seniors, like your seniority will be like, it will feel like local champion in the end when your your skill is limited to just Nigeria alone. So when we start mm. building stuff, like Flutterway, for instance, is exporting, like they're selling things to outside Nigerians. Sorry, outside Nigeria. Mm. They have like, they, are, they have products in the US. They have products across Africa, like more than, more than yeah. I think 13 countries or more. So for Flutterwave now, yeah. you know, I think they even pay, they pay in USD for some rules, right? They're able to do yeah. that because now they're making more money from outside sources. So if you're just yeah. a Nigerian company, like seven Nigerians, then it will kind of be unfair to keep top talents. <laughs> because uh, top talents can be, uh-huh. can be utilized elsewhere where they have bigger scale. Do you get? Uh-huh. But but you just mentioned that this is a problem and it's, problems are supposed to be fixed. Yes. So the the way to fix it so, is for us to push harder. We should have more flutter waves. I mean, without uh, the allegations, yeah. <laughs> you are you are very rude, and I hope they come for you on this podcast. Let them come to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, I, I, personally, I think everybody is doing what's best for them because. You came to this world alone. You did not come Honestly, and then another is. company came with you, right? <laughs> so, you know, if if growth is not happening at your current place, you probably want to look for opportunity elsewhere, mm-hmm. right? Where you can serve billions of users and stuff. But yeah. if if this keeps happening for years and years and years, like where do you think the progress is going to come from mm-hmm. from for the ecos for the tech ecosystem? So I don't know if you understand what I mean by that. If we keep exporting and we don't keep growing our companies locally, yeah, we, I mean we're growing, we're growing, but like you know, as much as um, as long as we keep exporting, the growth is going to be at a slower rate well, because we're exporting mm, more than we're growing. That that's yeah, right. that's the way it sounds to me. I think so. Honestly, the biggest thing is just the fact that it's the way Nigeria is. If Nigeria is a safe country mm. where people are actually respected, encouraged to stay. If we build a country that works, whether yeah. they, they, are, they are, for instance, in, in Europe, right, you get paid less in Europe than your U.S. counterparts. But okay. people are not running to the U.S. Like, they're not running to the U.S. because of because of um, pay you get. They will only mm. go there maybe if they feel like um, they want a bigger company or something, or they want something yeah, okay. different. But, like, okay. Europe was built for Europeans. <laughs> Nigeria <laughs> is not built to anybody. Do you get? Word. Not even Nigerians. Do you get? So stop, stop saying I turned out fine. You did not. <laughs> <laughs> because if Nigeria was doing well, I mean, a lot of people would come back home. One, like people would be building things. Basically, if there is that respect mm. for life, and there's like our politicians or our leaders, our leadership becomes more progressive, like things would be mm. much better. Like. It will it will be like feel, when you solve I totally a agree. fundamental problem, everything just falls in place. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree, and um, you know, well, I think that's 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 this is a topic for probably another episode, or probably <laughs> another day. Let's let's keep on going. Uh, still on the techo system. So I have been uh, saying this tweets, this um, kind of tweets. For a while now, not just this year, last year too, the same thing. Uh, I'm going to put the, sh- the link to the to this actually in the show notes. So apparently, <laughs> people complain that we have too many public holidays in Nigeria. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're, they're actually they're actually um advocates for anti public holidays. I think on Twitter, like, there's some people. There's some people that are like, so why do we have so many? Right? What are we even achieving in this country that you have to... So, me personally, here's what I think, right? I'm like... <laughs> I don't know, man, because I don't I don't necessarily do, you know, a 9 to 5 like every other person. So, even when I'm supposed to be a public holiday, I still put my laptop and work and all of that. 
Some people think we do not have enough because the cut the the suffering for the country too much, you know. <laughs> so, uh, I like I like to know what you think and you know how does that affect you know the tech ecosystem? People think, oh, we are not we are not even generating enough. So um, Nigeria you know, is a as, country that is it, really complex. Like so, when I tell my oh, okay. colleagues about like Nigeria, like they're always baffled. So when I say something like we have more than, <laughs> more than 400 languages, for instance, yeah. we have so many tribes. So yeah. can you imagine the amount of like administrative work that would really, yeah. um, like if Nigeria actually works, for instance, currently Nigeria is not working, right? But imagine mm. Nigeria is working where people are actually taking effort to fix things. Do you know how hard it would be to, to really even fix things? You know, mm. so that's one. So public holidays in Nigeria, right? There's Christian public holidays and there's Muslim public holidays. So combining the two gives you what we have. Muslims have their own period where oh. they have holidays and obviously Christians will also enjoy it. Then Christians also have theirs and Muslims also enjoy it because, I mean... Muslims also enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. So we have, for Christians now, we have Easter, we have Christmas, we have we have a bunch of other things So I can't remember. For Muslims, they have the Ramadan period and the Ramadan thing is not mm. even fixed. I think it depends on when the moon mm. touches something. So every year is always different. For instance, there was a time yeah, it was September yeah. period or even December period, right? And so because of that, plenty of um, day. No, no, here's the thing. It they're they're actually they're actually different holidays, right? I, I can't really explain it. I'm not Muslim and apologies to my Muslim listeners. Um I can't really explain it, but there's a holiday in in sometime in April, May, and then there's another one late in the year, right? I yes, I, I think they have two. So you know, you know this. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's Ed two years, right? Something like that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Let's let's not get into it <laughs> since we do not have. Yeah, sure. we do not have much. Uh, this in. so keep um keep going. Uh, you were talking about yeah. So that's why know. we have so many. So I don't think so because of it. I don't know if it's possible to split it and say if you are not Christian, you can't observe this mm. holiday. Because that will also mm. cause another kind of Allah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of whether we deserve it or not, I see whether we I don't think it matters whether we deserve it or not. Because even if we don't take mm. it, the country is not going to work. <laughs> you get they are see in, in 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 Europe and some other some places in, in the US. They're looking to do mm. four four day weeks, a bit four day work weeks. Four day work week. My company yeah. is also considering it, and they are working hard though. Yeah. So it's not about how long we are working. Because yeah. <laughs> look at us, we are working so hard in court. When you spend, you spend, you know, if they do four four day week and four day work week in Lagos, it will benefit. Oh Lagos my goodness! So much because yes. more people will be at yeah. home. It means because obviously, even if you say four days to work, some people people will still work mm. during weekends. But the fact that they're not mm-hmm. going to office increases their productivity. So mm-hmm. I'm on guy. Okay, okay, okay. So are you saying are you saying um the holiday whether it's too too much or whether it's too many or it's too little is not going to change anything in, in quotes like it, it might change, but not in the way we want or expect. I think we so, need to yeah, get you, to a threshold are you of saying, productivity Are you saying first too many? Too, okay. Before are you saying too many holidays? Too many holidays Okay, okay we, do not have a, we do not have a benchmark right yes, now. Is yes, that what you're saying? Yes. We do not, we do not have how to measure. No. Okay. Because I think I actually agree with that because, you know, the people that say, the people that say, oh, it's too many, it's too many. Why, why would you get how many holidays this year? You know? And then they will ask them, okay, why, why do you hate it so much? You know? They don't have a they don't have a good exactly. answer, right? So I'm, I'm 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 thinking like, okay, do you think if we reduce it, it will increase productivity, right? For instance, okay. that, scrap I mean, all the public holidays, we do not need it. I was even reading one stuff. One guy, um, the effective engineer Edmond Lau. So he wrote like I was talking mm. about like the fact that he came from China, he has a Chinese background and stuff. His parents, he said, his parents were immigrants in the US and they worked all day, like they worked all year. They only had one holiday, which was the Chinese New Year. So if mm. China that is already, you know, like big and they're still working that hard. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> see, it doesn't matter whether you work hard or you don't, 
Europeans love holidays like mad. Like mm. my my colleagues, like you just see two weeks holiday, three months away out of office. Anyhow, there was a particular period that almost two thirds of the office was out of office. Like like almost everybody was on holiday, you know, mm. and they are still getting things done, right? So, mm. um. <laughs> Na mentality and productivity, honestly, <laughs> is efficiency. If we're efficient enough, right. we'll be able to afford. Right. Because outside, those holidays are good for our mental, you know, health. Even if I don't want, I don't mm. want to use that word, but yes, it's good for our mental health. Men- mental health is a different episode. Exactly. Anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's discuss something that is actually really important, and I think it's a rea- reality for most. Um, would like I would like to I would like us to talk about um work life balance in the initial stages of your career. Say you're just getting started and you know you're trying to basically put your foot in the door. I guess. Uh, remember that tweet about you should be working <laughs> sixteen hours a day, <laughs> fifteen hours a day if you're twenty two or below, something like that. You know, um, it, it, it's it's gathered a lot of you know, um, uh pushback, right? Uh, but it also garnered a lot of acceptance. You know, some people actually agreed, right? I'm going to say something that a lot of people may not expect me to say, right? Uh, and I want us to use our own personal experiences to discuss this, your own personal experience especially, right? So um, personally, I, th- I actually believe that in your initial, in the initial stages of your career, when you're just getting started, you're going to have to put in a lot of work, like a, a lot, like a ton, like like you have to work a lot, right? And well, another major thing is consistency. I usually say something to my friend, right? I usually say, if if the way I am right now, if this is how I was when I just started learning how to code and how you know just got started, like I would have never made it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> because now I'm not as consistent as I used to be. Sometimes I'm very, very lazy. I procrastinate more than... So i like us to talk about th- those initial stages. Do you think people that just get started should completely forget about work-life balance at those initial stages and focus on just, you know, getting better and, you know, uh, um, solidifying their foot in the ground? Or do you think there are ways to kind of balance everything in ways that they can actually still accelerate their career at the rate that it's supposed to go, uh, at the average rate, like, you know, uh, not too slow and probably not as fast as many people think. Mm. Again, as you were starting, you know, as my mind was like, <laughs> like jumping. You can always me. cut me. Nah. You can always cut me out when so, I'm saying too much, you know. So um, the first thing I wanted to say was, in the terms of work-life balance, being in the control of your employer, that's when you sh- you should really fight for it, you know, because if you end up with an employer who is toxic, right, it means your work-life balance thingy might mess you up mentally, and we don't mm. want that. So, but if it's mm. up to you, uh-huh, then now that's when you can talk about. We can now talk about it. But if it's up to your employer and your employer is a good person, then uh, pff, my G, either you run away or you just fight, fight, fight for it. So if the work-life mm. balance thing is up to you, like you're in control of it, then hey, now we can have mm. that conversation. So mm. the earliest stages of your career, I think, um, you know, li- life see, life is not a bed of roses, right? The thing is, mm. most of us are short-sighted. There are a lot of things that our parents tell us that we don't agree to. But as we grow older, mm. we start to, ah, oh, so that's what they meant. Or we start to acknowledge it, but we'll never say it out because... Mm. Mm. <laughs> so... The thing is, when you're early, pride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the early stages of your career, that's the best time to really put in crazy effort because you one, you have all the you have the energy, two, you have mm. less to lose. So mm-hmm. the more you put in the younger, sorry, when you're young or in the early stages of your career, right, the better because the older you get, the more things you have to think about, the more, mm. the less you're able to, you know, geek out. Like you would yeah. if you're um yeah. early. So yes, I would advise you should prioritize um your career 
I don't want to say work because work can be, uh, it's possible for you to have, to work nine to five and also have some other things that are, that look like work. So I can okay. classify everything on that career. So if you are okay. focused on your career early on, it's good because um, the older you get, the less you'll be ambitious about, you know, switching careers or doing career achievements in quotes. So when you're young, you focus yeah. a lot on like putting in a lot of efforts because that would eventually differentiate you from your peers. I don't like to say that's differentiating thing because it sounds like you're competing, but the fact is... Um, yeah, you have to stand out, yes, you know, yes. most of the time. Exactly. So It's a very competitive market, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, early on, putting more effort, like putting as much effort as you can without obviously sacrificing your health because if you are, if you are dead, you can't work. If you are sick, exactly. you can't really work, you know. In fact, exactly. if you fall sick because of your work, it can make you end up hating your work. So, just be careful yeah. there. Just make sure you put in, yeah. like, make sure you're not really slacking. Make sure you're putting a lot yeah. of effort. I mean, I mean, this might not sound foreign to some people that are already, like, living soft life. So, sorry for those people that your <laughs> future is already secure, no problem. But, like, if yeah. you're like me and some other people who, you know, if you don't sit up, like, you're going to end up being poor or, like, you know, nothing to back you up. You have to, like, be mm. really, really intentional about it, you know. So yes, okay. do six hours if you can. <laughs> but please, please try and stay alive, right? So, and, so there's, so there's, so there's, and let me just, sorry. So if you are going to do sixteen hours, if you are going to put a lot of effort into your career, right? Even if you are going to have work-life balance, the life path is going to be something that is going to enhance your future, right? So, for instance, mm. if you're going to be working ninety-five exactly. You should have something outside of 95 that you are dedicated to. For instance, if you have like a volunteering experience or a volunteering job, you should yeah. um, you know, put in effort into that. Some people are some no, people okay. are um good at things like volunteering where you know they organize things, help people, putting effort into that. As much as yeah. that is outside your work, it's actually going to enhance your career in a way. Yeah. Because it teaches you in, in crazy skills, actually. Exactly. So whatever it mm. is that you find to do outside work, just be very serious with everything. No mind. See, people will tell you, yeah. oh, why are they too serious? Don't listen to them. Yeah. Because they won't be there when you're not skillful in, again. In fact, like they'll, they'll praise yeah. the next person that is very skillful. So that's life, man. Yeah. All right. Oh, this has been quite quite the episode. Um, I would like to end with some tips to improve um, work-life balance if you are kind of struggling at the moment, right? Because, like I said, happiness advocates. Huh. Yes. I'd, I'd love for everyone to call me that from now on. Anyways, uh, uh, sometimes we we realize that, you know, as much as Emmanuel has tried to let us know that most of these things are subjective, right? Sometimes we realize that work has actually really gotten in the way of our lives. And it's, it's majorly when... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, our work-life balance is now in the hands of our employer, right? And when this happens, huh, man, I, I honestly do not know because tough times. Never I asked. feel like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're actually here to get more out of life than more out of work. You know, please, I know it's subjective to most people, but huh, you, I think you appreciate living life more than. That's what I think. Oh, me personally, that's what. I would appreciate more, right? So <clears throat> in this era of, you know, remote working, working from home and all of that, sometimes it feels like you actually never clock out. Actually, that's how it feels most of the time because, you know, you didn't, we didn't see you today, right? So if we text you by 8 p.m., we actually <laughs> expect you to sort of, sort of give us a reply, right? We expect you to give us a reply. I've heard stories even from people working in big tech companies in Nigeria mm. where the the, you know, Let's not get into that. But uh, I'm going to mention two tips that I I think would probably help. Now, it's very hard to implement these things. Let's not even lie to each other, right? Sometimes you just... But everything, everything that's worth it is hard anyway, right? So I'm going to suggest having a separate room for work, right? And I'd like to ha- hear Emmanuel's thoughts on this because... <laughs> 
I think Imano has lived both sides. He has actually had a separate room for work, even when he was working remotely. And currently, currently, you do, right? <laughs> you, <laughs> currently, your work at your room is lives in the same area. Yeah. And then second second thing that I think I'd, I'll suggest is having an end time. Now, having an end time, end, end time. is not easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about like closing time. <laughs> oh my goodness, what kind of course? <laughs> having a closing time, like you know that you know when so 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 time, um, when we get so so time, all my devices go off. And I I I think I think all you're saying can be summarized in a particular book. Um, digital deep either deep work or digital minimalism. Two of them, two of those books. Oh, okay, yeah, those two books. Are, so basic, yeah. basically. Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically just creating barriers, right? Exactly. Imagine, do you have anything to, you know, add to some of these tips? I think you've said it all because episode. for like for work-life balance, like you said, it's just like create boundaries. So once you're done with work, you should have a way to clock out, even if you know, mm. there's no clocking out device again. Clock out in your mm. mind, like, okay, I'm done. Then this is life. So for you to also be able to make life more interesting, you need to have like objectives and goals. For instance, you can have you should have mm. a goal, life goals in quotes. If somebody is a mm. volunteer, you should have a goal like okay, I'm going to make sure I put a smile on hundred people face hundred people's faces, something like that. Mm. You know, so that way you are mm. looking forward to something. So that's to my stop, own chipping. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And how do you, even when you, okay, I think it, I think it's, it's, it actually makes a lot of sense because if you have other things that you look forward to, like goals, objectives, and all of that, even when you clock out, right, physically, if you cannot clock out mentally, yeah. I think some of those things end up replacing all those, oh, what am I going to do yeah. tomorrow for work and all of that, right? And try and be, try as much as possible to be in a place where your employer does, is not the one in control of your work and exactly. life, right? It's not it's not easy, especially in Nigeria. Nice. But try. Hmm? We're all trying. Mm. It's it's all going to be it's all going to be fine. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode. Uh, we've come to the end of the episode and it was fun recording this. E, thanks for giving your thoughts and opinions. And uh until the next one. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Remember, we release new episodes every other Wednesday and you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. If you would love to connect with us, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Inside the Techos or subscribe to our newsletter and shoot us an email at InsideTheTechosystem at gmail.com. We love hearing from our listeners. You can follow the host on Twitter as well, uh, Chuka at Siwadiogu and Imano at Olalua underscore 98. All right, see you in the next one.